Several Palestinian resistance organizations are this weekend attending the fifth global convention of solidarity with Palestine taking place in Johannesburg. The event commemorates the 10th anniversary of the passing of Nelson Mandela and is titled Nelson Mandela and Palestine. To tell us more about this convention, we are joined on the line by Mohamed Desai, Executive Director at Africa for Palestine. Mohamed, thank you very much for your time with us uh, this this morning. Give us a sense of, uh, of of what this convention is is about. It also comes at a time where, just after three or four days of um, of, of a you know a ceasefire, if if you will, um, just yesterday alone, reports of more than 180 Palestinians uh, just just being killed in a single day when when um, uh, really the bombardment of Gaza, uh, you know, um, started all over again. Um, how, as you go into this convention, with, with that particular uh, backdrop, what are your intentions and what are you hoping will come from this convention? Absolutely. I think the larger context is a really regrettable one. I mean, the very moment that the humanitarian pause in Gaza expired, uh, Israel immediately resumed its bombing of the Gaza Strip. And that really left us uh, very much horrified uh, because we know what kind of violence was unleashed just in the last six weeks that killed over 20,000 people, 8,000 of them children under the age of uh, 16. And so within this context, I think that the conference and the convention bringing together Palestinian organizations is crucial and vital, especially in the ways in which it will shape the um, how South Africans will give solidarity and support to the Palestinians. I think that we learned from our own struggle against apartheid that it's always the oppressed that have to give direction to those in the international community as to how they want to be uh, supported in their struggle against occupation or against the violations of international law that they find themselves under. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who, who are some of the people who will be attending the convention? Um, it's uh, it's of significance and it is of importance uh, that the theme of the conference is uh, Nelson Mandela in Palestine and one of the hosting organizations is of course the family of pres- of the former president Nelson Mandela uh, and specifically the Royal House of uh, Mandela. Um, in addition to the two main uh, organizers, uh, the Global Campaign of Return being the other organizer together with the uh, Royal House of Mandela, uh, there would be just over 100 different uh, participants uh, from across the world, uh, including uh, from just just over 72 uh, different countries. Uh, in addition to the international participants, there will be um, there will be local South Africans. And I think that what's well, important to point out, perhaps to listeners, is that um, when the modern state of Israel was created in 1948 at the expense of the indigenous uh, Palestinian people who were living there. Just over 700,000 Palestinians were expelled. Uh, They now number today just over 7 million uh, refugees who are denied the right to go home. And uh, even though they may have the keys to their houses, they have the title deeds to their homes, they are prevented entry simply because they are of the wrong ethnicity. And so many of the delegates that will be attending the conference uh, from the from the uh, 72 different countries will be many uh, Palestinians who are literally uh, refugees, uh, Palestinians who are living in the diaspora, Palestinians who have not been able to return to their homes for over 75 uh, years. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, uh, shaping the discourse and shaping the discussion from the perspective of the oppressed. But in addition, there are also several Jewish organizations that 
are attending it, Jewish organizations that are insisting that what is happening, what is being taking place in the name of Judaism by the state of Israel is ab- should absolutely not happen in their name. And so mm-hmm. we are looking forward to a cross-section of uh, society. Uh, there are representatives uh, finally from uh, several uh, South African churches that will be attending. Are there representatives from Hamas who will be in attendance as well? Yes, Hamas is a uh, is a political organization, of course, an organization that's in the news because of its resistance that is waging against uh, the uh, Israeli attacks on the Palestinian uh, people. And um, and Hamas, whilst it is deemed by some uh, countries like the United States and a few European organizations as a uh, as an illegal or unlawful organization in our country and in the majority of countries across the world, we recognize it as a political party. It's an organization that has has been to South Africa several times in the past, meeting with our president and various other uh, members of the uh, political, uh, from the political uh, party context, but also with civil society and other groups. The conversation, uh, Mohammed. Um, you know, obviously, we we like to take things back to to the seventh of of October because prior to that, um, this we weren't having this this conversation. Even though the the difficulties, the challenges that Palestinians the world over for them, it's top of mind all the time. Um, you know, we go back to to the seventh, given what what happened then. Then, obviously, you know, the the, the debate and discussions around the conflation of 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 Palestine with Hamas, and on the other side, the conflation of of you know. Of, of Israel and, and, and Zionism. And and so I wonder, and, and to the question of, of Hamas being in the country, if you think about the criticism um, that um, the minister of Durko, Naledi Pando, received as well, um, after having a conversation with, um, with, with the, uh, the lead, leaders of Hamas, do you think it, 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 it threatens, you know, the, the discussions that, or how progressive conversations um, can be, given the, I suppose, the, the louder and the bigger conversations um, about what uh, what Hamas did on the seventh. Or is your view that you must have everybody around around the table as you try and figure out how how this, this you know, decades long um, conflict can, if at all, ever be resolved? Um, I think that it would be as absurd to exclude Hamas uh, as it would be to exclude the ANC during the 80s because of the Amman Zindoti bombing or because of the Church Street bombing or because of the various other MK operations that targeted police stations and killed certain uh, uh, apartheid government uh, soldiers. I don't. So I think that it would be as absurd to exclude Hamas uh, based on that uh, reasoning. But I think that secondly, the these organizations that are that are criticizing the South African government for engaging with all the different parties, organizations such as the South African Zionist uh, Federation, is an organization that even during the 80s uh, saw the ANC as a terrorist organization. Uh, it was an organization that was supportive of the apartheid regime. And so we're not, we're not really surprised uh, at the fact that they're throwing around criticism. They never were on the right side of history uh, when it came to apartheid in this country when it comes to apartheid in Israel and uh, Palestine. But we do hope that a conversation with all the resistance movements um, can bring about a, a sustainable, just and 
peaceful way forward because we do believe that um, the only way for peace to be achieved for all people who live in that part of the world whether mm. they're Jewish, Muslim, Christian or otherwise uh, needs to be based on a, on a few prerequisites and that is the ending of all Israel's violations of international law uh, the ending of the unlawful occupation and really addressing the root causes of the violence because even though as an organization we are calling for a ceasefire at the same time we insist that we have to go to the root causes of the conflict. Mm, mm. Obviously, there have also been very strong calls for for accountability, um, uh, uh, whether it's, it's, it's from the, the, the International Criminal Court. Um, and, uh, you know, listening to, to um, Antonio Guterres as well, who's under incredibly, incredibly powerless as well from, from, from the UN perspective. Are you hoping that... Um, as an outcome of of the convention, but also if just just beyond that, more more indi- powerful individuals, more organisations as well, to begin to make those those calls that uh, that there is in fact accountability and those responsible um, for for this genocide are are brought to book. You're raising such an important and crucial point. I think that in the last six weeks, what many of us have been really uh, angered by on the one hand, but also just brought to despair, is the utter inability of the international community to persuade Israel to stop even a single bomb, even with threats of using international law and of using the international structures available uh, to hold people accountable. I think that one thing that has really been exposed in the last two months is the fact that these institutions, it would seem at least, are sometimes weaponized against poorer countries, against countries of the global south, south, and specifically of countries on the African continent. And when it comes to the US, Europe, and its allies, it would seem as if international law just simply doesn't apply. And it was heartbreaking to see the Secretary General of the United Nations, the Secretary General of the World Health Organization, the heads of uh, Amnesty International, Human Rights Watch, all literally pleading with Benjamin Netanyahu to stop the killing and to stop what President uh, Ramaphosa and others have termed um, a genocide unfolding uh, before us. But ultimately, I think that in the end, we can't lose hope um, and we can't and we have to hold on to the gains that have been made on that front we know from our own struggle against apartheid in south africa that it took various different factors uh, to bring an end to that regime it was the international solidarity movement it was the armed struggle which was criticized at that time it was the ungovernability structure and it was the underground and i think likewise in the israeli-palestinian issue it's going to be a combination of factors it's going to be the international solidarity movement. It's going to be international institutions such as the International Criminal Court and the ICJ. But ultimately, and one of the most significant parts is, of course, the Palestinians themselves who mm-hmm. have shown us that they are willing that they are that they are wanting to stand on their feet rather than to submit and die on their knees mm-hmm. and I think that really brings us back to the, the to the reason for this weekend's conference um, that will be bringing together those Palestinians for us to have engagements with them and for us to find uh, solutions for the way forward. Thank you for your time with us this morning, uh, Mohammed. Appreciate it. That was uh, Mohammed Desai, Executive Director at Africa for Palestine.